Hi, this is Bernie Dake. You're listening to the Salvation Army's Words of Life. Hey, before we jump into this week's episode, we want to share with you a clip from another show we create called The Storyteller Series. In this podcast, we study a different book of the Bible every season, and we are so excited to share with you that we just launched the book of Exodus. Throughout this podcast, you'll hear an engaging narration of each chapter. And throughout the series, we'll hear from a group of friends who sit around and discuss the significance of each section of this book. So I can't wait for you to jump in and learn more about the book of Exodus. The story of Exodus is both intimate and universal, small and astonishingly grand. The Exodus is the story of a family that became a nation, the story of God clashing with Egypt's gods and their intermediaries and decisively defeating them. It is the story of one man uniquely equipped and called to lead God's people. This story is Israel's story. It is the church's story. It is our story. The story of God coming in mercy to save. It is the Exodus. Welcome back, friends, to the Storytellers Podcast, our Exodus series. And joining me again are my friends, and Sam and Stephanie. We're going to the New Sheila. Testament, and you talked about it, how we now become the temple. But there's still this need for us to give up ourselves and sacrifice. And when we become that and God enters us, that power is there. Mm. Uh, that same power that separated the Jordan is there now. In that place, like when you're speaking, it reminds me of like his promise to be with them and to go before them and to defeat their enemies. Sometimes we are the people who need others to hold us up. Mm. And sometimes we are the people who need to come along and hold others up. The whole story. Listen to the Storyteller series wherever you get your podcasts or learn more at SalvationArmyRadio.org. Welcome back to Words of Life. I'm Bernie Dake. We are now halfway through our series with Captain Paul Ryerson called Our House. In this episode, we continue the conversation about community by sharing the qualities we as individual believers should exemplify as the Apostle Paul lays out in the book of Ephesians. When we have a church body where those of us who have accepted Christ behave as people who have been saved, we are certainly on our way to a healthy church.
What I'm looking for in a church, I need leaders and pastors who see me, who are concerned about my welfare, my spiritual needs, and that they're not afraid to speak into me what the Lord has laid upon their heart. I need Sunday worship. I need celebration. I need to know that a worship service was not put together at the last minute, at the last second, but there was time and energy, prayer and effort placed into that. That's what I'm always looking for. Welcome back to our series on Our House, an eight-week look into the church. And we're going to be diving back here now into our second part on the topic of community. Now, when we read Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1, the verse implies that as believers, as those of us who call upon Christ, the way that we live is either worthy or unworthy. Or, or another way to put it, is clean or unclean. Now, this is an interesting thought. At least it was for me when I was looking through the study. And, and in fact, that word worthy really jumped off the page. I spent a considerable amount of time on it. I mean, the thought of being worthy before the Lord, that, that just that really captivated me. Now, Paul here, once I dug in and I, I started to research, okay, what is he meaning by this? Paul is not suggesting that our actions, your and my actions as the church, or our deeds is what actually makes us worthy to receive salvation. You see, that is given freely on the cross for the whosoever. Instead, this worthiness, the worthiness that we read in Ephesians 4, is a calling for the believer to live like they have been saved. It's a matter of holiness is what it comes down to. Don't be the one, in other words, don't be the one who says that they have found redemption at the cross, but whose life looks like the one who shouts, crucify him. So what does this worthiness or, or, or holy living look like? Well, the scripture says, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Holy character is humility, gentleness, patience, and love. This verse is the opposite of what the world is screaming at us. If you want to be worthy in this world, then you have to take what is yours, shut down your opposition, destroy your enemies at all cost. However, if you want to be worthy in the church, then give what is yours away. Show your opposition the other cheek and love those who mean to do you harm. The problem is that somewhere down the line, 
we started governing the church by the world's standards. We are quick to turn on each other for position or power. We want churches to look like Fortune 500 companies with large campuses and a high-energy, narcissistic CEO pastor. The world says that this is what success actually looks like, and so we started doing that. Bigger buildings means more success, more money, spent, you know, meant more power and influence. And here is the worst part. The church started believing that our church can do it better than their church. We can do worship better. We have better programs. We have a better nursery, a better fill-in-the-blank. Now, we would never say this out loud, but the truth is that we stopped seeing the world as our competitor and have given that title to the church next door, causing us to yet again only battle against ourselves on position, power, and success. This is in direct opposition of what Paul writes in verse 4. There is only one body and one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Instead of playing church, let's be the church. Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Then feed my sheep. So what do we do? None of this matters unless we know what to do. And the answer is you. Your character defines the church. We don't need to start a new program or commission a planning study, write a book, or, or even have to be clever about this one. The church must stop taking cues from the world. We will find worth in humility, gentleness, patience, and love. When one of our own falls, there will be a line of hands outstretched to bring them back. If you're sick, we've got you. If a loved one dies, we've got you. If you are hungry, if you're homeless, if you need heat or air conditioning, we got you. And we will respond in humility, gentleness, patience, and love. If you are currently right now without a church or looking for a place to connect, then find that church, that closest place, the one that fits this model, the family of God. So what made that Greystone Chapel so special? It was always the people. Because saved people go and save people. Father, our prayer today is that we be a community of your authentic believers. Show us when we are wrong. Lord, I pray that our heart repent towards you when we are. God, I pray 
over the many churches who are serving you day in and day out with no reward, no no recognition, but they are doing it because they love you. Father, bless them. And Father, I pray for those who are seeking, seeking you or seeking a church. Lord, direct them to a place where they can come and know you. And we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The Salvation Army's mission, doing the most good, means helping people with material and spiritual needs. You become a part of this mission every time you give to the Salvation Army. Visit SalvationArmyUSA.org to offer your support. And we'd love to hear from you. Call 1-800-229-9965 or visit SalvationArmyRadio.org to connect. Tell us how we can help. Share prayer requests or your testimony. With your permission, we would love to use your story on the show. You can also subscribe to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit SalvationArmyRadio.org to learn about more programs produced by the Salvation Army. And if you don't have a church home, we invite you to visit your local Salvation Army Worship Center. They'll be glad to see you. Join us next time for the Salvation Army's Words of Life.